Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast, coming to you after we've uh, recaged the superb owl. Joke miles alike. Uh, well, you like what we do in the shadows. I do. Yeah, that's actually the first place I heard it. I'm not sure if that's the way it came from initially. I, I think I'd heard it before then, but I also saw like 50 people make the same joke on Sunday night. So, which is funny because that's a several years old joke at this point. Yeah, well, clearly people are keeping it alive every year. Yeah, I didn't even know about it until I saw the show and then actually rewatched the episodes. Whatever. Uh, other things have happened besides that. I enjoyed the game. We'll talk about the commercials. We'll talk about the award stuff that happened on Saturday. There's there's stuff to do. But um, maybe even if you're good, I can talk around something else that I did this week. But uh, for now, um, let's begin with miles you saw a few things so why don't you catch us up on what you've seen uh well i guess i'll start with um a catch-up from last year i finally finally after talking around it for what feels like months uh finally caught up with american fiction Mm. i was don't say it's all right (laughs) oh i'll I'll think of another word real quick Uh oh it's all right it's, no, right. it's good. It's very good. Yeah. It's it's a deserving Best Picture nominee. I'm glad it's in the lineup. It's very cleverly written, uh, very well acted. Both Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown earned their first nominations. Um, you know, great ensemble cast on the whole. Lots of really, really funny scenes. Um, I don't think it would have necessarily been a threat to crack my top 10, but uh, it would have been in the periphery of like my 20. Okay. Um really really enjoyed it i think for me the only real hang up that i have is that is the same one that i think a lot of people have which is that the satire stuff is really really good but it doesn't always sit super comfortably with the um, more grounded family drama stuff yeah which is also good but they are two different different way and i think the transitions between them can sometimes feel like they happen with almost an audible lurch and yeah. I think by the end of the movie, I, I had a better sense of sort of what that stuff was doing in there and the points being made with it, um, you know, because the whole thing is about how the black experience can't be simplified into these stereotypes. And so giving us a healthy dose of, you know, what a sort of non-stereotypical, maybe a little non-conventional black family, how they get around and how they sort of manage themselves and each other and I, I think that's definitely valuable, and I think by the end of the movie that comes into focus. But the first little stretch before the satire really kicks in, um, it, it takes a little getting used to, um, and not not really a deal breaker at all. Again, the s- satirical stuff is really well done. All the pot shots at the publishing industry and sort of performative wokeness and all this kind of stuff, really well done. Um, yeah, it, I don't have a ton to say about it that hasn't been said elsewhere or even by you, but, um, mm. as a big fan of a lot of the people involved in it, um, I was, it met my expectations. Oh yeah. No, I, I wonder if you would have, if it would be a little higher, closer to the initial wave, 
right? I, I think there's definitely a chance of that, especially if I hadn't seen multiple trailers that I wouldn't say they give away all the best jokes, but there are definitely some good ones that like I would have liked to be maybe more surprised by. Yeah, having... I think I saw the the first trailer the day before I saw it. I don't know. It, it, they did like a, a reveal before they dropped it that like Monday or Tuesday or whenever. Sure. So I had seen it and then I saw the movie shortly after. I want to say that maybe it's the other way around. I don't remember. But I, I yeah, the more that they put out trailers, they, they are doing a good job of giving you reasons to watch the movie if you didn't know what it was. Totally. But and like, listen, when I saw the trailer, it 100% sold me on the movie, even if I yeah. wasn't in the know about these things as I am. Yeah, no, it's um, I think early on. You it, yeah, the you have to settle into the rhythm because the movie doesn't have necessarily a, a smooth rhythm. They both work. And yes, I think absolutely. And I think by the time you get to the end. Like, I, I mean, there is a certain ambiguity to the ending that's obviously intentional, but yeah, I could, I could definitely see some people saying it maybe feels a little unsatisfying or unresolved, which is obviously by design. But yeah, I, 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 I think it works. I think much more of it works than doesn't. And the, you know, the issue that I have with it is very much superficial and overall it's very valuable. I'm very excited to see what, uh, I'm a big fan of Cord Jefferson's already for his work on the Watchmen show, so yep. I'm excited to see what he does next on the film front. Well, I can I can announce that to you right now. Oh my gosh, I may <laughs> already know about it, but go ahead. Yeah, he's uh, going to be uh, writing a Amazon limited series, Just Cause, not the video game, as far as I know. Uh, John Wells, I believe, is going to work with him on it, and uh, Scarlett Johansson is producing. Oh, okay. It is, um, let's see, there was a bidding war. Is there something about it? Uh, in this TV adaptation, the book's male protagonist, Miami newspaper editor Matt Cowart, is undergoing a gender swap, with Johansson playing the series' female lead, Madison Maddie Cowart, a struggling reporter for a Florida newspaper sent to cover the final days of an inmate on death row. Okay. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> heavier than what you were you had me worried there for a second. He's like, oh, no, is Scarlet trying to play a trans character again? <laughs> yep. She's like, I'm going to make it happen this time. No, uh, they, they're gender swapping the role for her, which. OK. Yeah, this seems like an interesting. I, I mean, I, I'm in. I like I like yeah, a no, lot of what John Wells does. You know, I mean, he's quiet compared. But like it's a dude who like made um, Aaron Sorkin TV sing. I, I like the company men quite a bit. August Osage County is fine. He's probably directed something else, right? Maybe. I don't think I've seen any of those. Well, he did. Um, his thing was ER, right? He was the guy for ER. And that just made him all the money. Yeah, he was a showrunner on ER. So he's, uh, you know, like a billionaire, probably. Third Watch, The West Wing, Southland, Shameless, Animal Kingdom on TV. American Woman. Uh, and then he uh, he developed uh, Shameless for Showtime. Student. Oh well, that's that's gonna do quite well for him. <laughs> well, that, that show ran forever, eleven seasons. Uh, right? I, I, my sister liked it. I know people who liked it. I, I never really gave it a shot. I know Jeremy no, Allen White was like a breakout, and didn't um um. One, it gave William H Macy yes. assistant work for like a decade, and like. 
sometimes awards. Maybe. Right, didn't he win? Um, I kept wanting to say Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was like, it's not him. Let's see. And then he wrote, let's see, he did uh, small stuff that wouldn't matter. He directed the company. Man. Oh, did the company men. He did August Osage County and then burnt. Well. Oh, the Bradley Cooper kitchen one. Yeah. What a, what a, like the epitome of a, this was meant to be an awards movie movie. And now it's a movie that questionably exists. Yeah. Almost. It doesn't, it doesn't exist less than those other Weinstein movies that barely exist, but it doesn't exist more. Like it's yeah. not tulip fever. But it oh, was a true. notorious t- title change, date change. We swear it's good. We're just figuring it out. Well, right? It was Adam before, Jones. Back before Bradley Cooper seemed like an obvious Oscar thing. Well, he um, he was going to play. pre-Silver Linings Playbook, I want to say. Yeah. He was going to play Bourdain in a movie, I think, early on. And that became that TV show. Where he plays not Bourdain, but Bourdain. Like a. Sure. I want to say it was like a Fox, like pseudo dramedy sitcom. I couldn't tell you. I want to say it might have been called Kitchen Confidential, just like the book. But um, the, the joke slash rumor was like, he learned how to be a chef for that fucking show. He's like, I want a movie. Like, let's use this. And they developed the movie and it just, it never like took off. It's an okay movie. Some of it works. It's just one of those things where there's a lot of big, famous, beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a ton to do. Like his sous chef is Omar Sy, who's like, great to see him in something, but like he's mad at him for something in his past. You know, it's one of those. Okay. If you, if you, it was, it's one of those, if you came across it, right? And like people don't come across movies in the same way anymore. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think. But like, I could see you being like, all right, let's see what this is about. And like not being compelled to necessarily stop watching, but also being like, I don't think I'm watching like a good movie. It would have to be one of those things, and this never happens to me because I don't have cable, but, like, if it was already on, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily turn it off, but I wouldn't seek it out either. You know what it would be for you? Hotel. Right? I had nothing to do when you turn on the TV, and you're like, this will do. Like, if it yeah, just went yeah. on. Yeah, like, if, I, if I'm, like, locked into whatever channels they have. Well, that's how I watched the uh, Magnificent Seven remake. Yeah, like, this is on. <laughs> This is happening. We'll just deal with it. All right. So American fiction, Miles gives an unenthusiastic thumbs up. (laughs) No, I wouldn't even say unenthusiastic. I liked it a lot. It's just one of those things where all this like post Oscar nominations, post hype, et cetera. I I just don't Mm. have anything really interesting to say about it beyond. Yep. It's as good as I've heard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No more. I guess. No, no, you're right. I think I think if you had seen it. I don't know. I, I, I think, don't know if later would help. I think at this point, because the conversation no. has been had. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I th- that was the other thing is that I was very privy to the conversation while it was sort of at its. Well, because you're an so interested never, party. Yeah. So I never I never got the chance to. Nothing in it surprised me. I was I had already been familiar with most of the turns it was going to take. So it was really just the discovery of the good comedy bits and sort of the better dramatic moments yeah. like that, which all landed. But yeah, there weren't any big moments where I was like, Oh, I didn't expect that. No, I didn't. I didn't have that either. I, I mean, I went in post tiff, right. And being like, I really hope this is as good as people are saying, because I, 
like people were really deciding this is a thing, right? And and there it did have that waft of like, did people just decide this is happening? And then you watch and go, no, no, this makes sense. This is this is an audience award movie. It is it, the well, only thing about it absolutely belongs in the lineup. Even even if yes. it wouldn't have made my ten, I'm like happy to see it get the kind of recognition that it has, and I think it'll only mean good things for everyone involved. Oh yeah, it fits in very nicely with like the holdovers. As like a that's that type of nominee. Like I like those nominees. And, you know, if we ever went back to five, they would struggle. And I like that the year ten gives them equal standing, perhaps. Alright, so that was perhaps the uh largest scale and most seen of your three. What else uh, did you see? Yes, I would say that's probably true. Yes. I was working uh, it in my head as I was thinking it. So uh, I think I talked briefly about the Dario Argento doc last week, right? Yes, you did. Okay. So add two more. So I've seen three films that are 2024 releases so far. Uh, The other two I'll get into. Uh, The first one was Orion in the Dark, which hit Netflix not last week, but maybe the week before. It doesn't matter. Uh, no one, no one cared. No one was. It wasn't announced. Like well, they what? Sur- a- they sur- there was a trailer, but they sure didn't push it in any way. Like I yep. realized that it was out because it like came up on Netflix. But, yeah, because like, it was like, as, we- like not as the big highlighted thing, just kind of buried in the recommendations. Yeah. We we've heard you have said a kind thing or two about Charlie Kaufman over the years. Might you be interested? I he might be involved in this somehow. You're like, wait, he wrote it. What do you guys? You really could help me out here. You kind of buried the lead a little bit. And listen, you know, I mean, that was my main sort of point of entry because I don't know that I would have watched it otherwise. Um, sure. And, you know, as a big fan of Charlie Kaufman, um, his voice is not watered down in it. The the opening 10 to 15 minutes and the last 10 to 15 minutes feel very distinctly Kaufman in a good way. I mean, those are my favorite sections. Mm. Um, in different ways, but in both ways that sort of remind you who's, you know, behind the typewriter. I mean, I have um, long thought that children need more existential dread in, in, in their lives. It's it's one of those things where it's less about introducing existential dread and more about dealing with very real existential dread for kids that already exists. All so right. it's not like kids having middle-aged fears it's like oh kids are afraid of the dark and they're afraid of heights and they're afraid of you know bullies and you know oh there might be a murder clown in the uh, sewer (laughs) because i accidentally saw it on tv when i was too young to really understand it and things like that so charlie kaufman's had anxiety his whole life is well very much It, it very much feels like the kid version of his take on himself in adaptation Okay. Um, but it feels natural. It, it's it feels not watered down, but more just sort of adjusted for a younger audience. Um, All right. But that said, it is still a DreamWorks animation movie, and they've done some great stuff. Don't get me wrong. But you know, if you think of like DreamWorks as having a house style or sort of a certain mm-hmm. sentimentality to their work. Uh, this definitely has that in spades. It's got some creative world building and some fun side characters, but I don't know that it pushes any of it super far. A lot of it is exactly what you expect it to be, and you're sort of waiting for the occasional Kaufman-esque flourish to sort of give it a little extra something. And, you know, as a kid's movie, I think it's very good for that. I think it's got a lot of messages in it that are very good for kids to hear about sort of how you deal with fear and how, you know, it's okay to not 
you know, in a similar way that like Inside Out was about how, you know, sadness isn't a bad thing by default. And sometimes it can be good to embrace that side of yourself. I think sure. this has a sort of a good message about like, you know, fear isn't just something that you get over even as an adult. It's something that you just you find a way to deal with and you find a way to rationalize and just sort of, you know, adjust and go on with your life. And so in that regard, I think it's definitely a good thing. And, you know, if any listeners are kids or have kids, I would probably recommend it to them, but it's not anything phenomenal. Yeah. No, if you, uh, if you are a kid and listen to this, we have questions. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be, but kids shouldn't play mortal Kombat. Guess what happens? Yeah. I mean, but that's fun. (laughs) I'm into that. Uh, all right, all right, cool. So yeah, um, again, not a ton to say about it, but I I would definitely recommend it to its target audience. Let's say. Yeah, yeah, no, I. It's an intro. It's a it's an odd duck in that it's. Charlie well, I'll tell you, for kids. I'll, I'll tell you this. It's one of those things where I am impressed that DreamWorks sort of took a punt on it because it seems very much like it's I guess it's based on a book or a kid's book. But like probably yeah. it, it comes across like Kaufman came to them with a pitch rather than they hired him to write something just because it feels so distinctly him. And they do, you know, it, it looks as good as this kind of movie would normally look. It's got that sort of, you know, heavy production behind it. So it's one of those things where, on the one hand, I'm impressed that it exists to the degree that it exists. Mm. But on the other hand, it absolutely makes sense as a Netflix movie as opposed to a theatrical release, because this would bomb in theaters. Oh, no, it doesn't look like something that would do well in the slightest. Yeah. So in in many ways, and I often talk about like, oh, why is this on Netflix? Because now like a certain crowd won't see it. Netflix is kind of the perfect place for this one. Totally. Um Unfortunately, we can now move on to something no one saw. That, well, that's something that did bomb in theaters if we want to ride yeah. the train. Which, uh, I, which is a bummer. It is a bummer. And um, I think we actually feel pretty similarly about this one. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein, which but was supposed to be uh, uh, Kelly and I's Valentine's Day movie, but she's actually working tomorrow at time of recording. So mm-hmm. uh, we decided to get it in early and then tomorrow we'll just do a nice dinner. And then um, get it in late. Ah. Uh, yes. See, uh, children shouldn't listen to this. Yeah, they shouldn't. <laughs> um, uh, but I loved it. I thought it was terrific. It's kind of exactly the kind of thing I would like it to be. Um, I'm pretty touch and go on Diablo Cody. I like Juno and Young Adult well enough. And I actually remember liking Jennifer's body more than most at the time. Mm. Um, but outside of that, it's, you know. I, I wouldn't say I like ghost seeking out her stuff in any way. Um, and this doesn't necessarily feel like her at her peak in the same way. It feels like she's more embracing the horror side of the Jennifer's body stuff as opposed to like what people think of when they think of the Diablo Cody-isms. Yeah, yeah. It's like some of it's in there, but it's not the focus in the same way that it was for like the Jason Reitman stuff. Um, well, yeah, they, when she's with him... They definitely work in in concert in a very specific way. And when she's not with him... The dialogue and the witticisms don't feel like the point nearly as much as they have in her other work. Yeah. Well, they're tailored in a different way. Here, it's just kind of happening. You know what this was? And tell me if you agree. Makes you wonder what would happen if Tim Burton didn't start sucking. 
It's well, it's definitely got that. I mean, the opening credits in particular are very much like I too have seen a Tim Burton movie. Yep. Um, but I like them a lot. And it, it's reminded me of Edward Scissorhands in particular um, in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like the kind of thing that maybe he could have made if he'd sort of not gone so off track or maybe just something that you could have slotted in there amongst his earlier stuff. Hard to say. Yeah. Um, but I think Zelda Williams makes a really strong debut. I think she's got a great eye for like colors and staging and um, just sort of like these kind of innocuous sight gags that aren't played for big laughs, but sort of add to the texture of the overall thing. There's some great physicality in the movie. Uh, Catherine Newton, who's made an incredibly great sort of niche for herself in this particular kind of horror subgenre. She's a goddamn delight. Cole Sprouse, I think, is doing some great zombie work in it. And they have some great chemistry together. And they're both doing these very physical performances that have a lot of little ticks and weird mannerisms and things about them that mean they're always interesting to watch. Oh, yeah. And um, it's it's great. It's funny. It's it's. It's the kind of movie that plays well to people who are fans of horror movies, even though I wouldn't call it remotely scary. No. Um, But it plays with that aesthetic very well. And, uh, you know, it it kind of in the Paranorman way where it it, it sort of embraces all the accoutrement that goes around it without being about that necessarily. Totally. Um, I, I, I had forgotten the Frankenstein part of it, if I'm being completely honest. Until it um, really gets into that part of it. Until there's a body count. And I was like, whoa. Oh, wait, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Well, yeah, and it was kind of initially it's like, oh, she doesn't really bring him to life, which is what I think at least one of the early trailers kind of implied. But she definitely lives up to the Frankenstein. I mean, in some ways, it's without giving anything away. There's an element of it that's like, what if Bride of Frankenstein had a happy ending? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think the interesting thing. Um, my only criticism of of it is that the introduction of the two of them together, that whole sequence, right, is very quick. It's not quick in terms of like screen time, but they she when moves they don't from being build it up that much. Well, he's just there, right? And almost that's a little sure. quicker than well, I would prefer. Her, she, yeah, she once she like gets a good look at him, she kind of just accepts what he is pretty quickly. Yeah, she's um, like, oh my god, it's trying to kill. Him. Oh, it's just the dead body that I, you know, the dead, the corpse of the guy I was talking to. All right, cool. You're here. What's up? Yeah. I mean, there's a few narrative leaps like that. There's also she has an incredibly like morbid backstory that's kind of established and then largely forgotten about. Like I was shocked that they never really followed up on that in any meaningful way. I actually thought it was going to be like a lie. Well, yeah, either a lie or like, you know, you'd find out, you know, without giving anything away, you'd find out that maybe one of the supporting characters had something to do with it or like that they're somehow going to play back into things or at least or at least register as like some sort of trauma on her part. But it it, it's almost flavoring more than anything else, Um, which I don't mind. I think a lot of stuff in there is flavoring. I really love the um, her little black and white dream sequence which did yeah. a great balance between sort of embracing her sort of pseudo-gothic aesthetic, but also like being weird in a very specifically dreamlike way and like having the, all these little anachronisms that also play into, you know, her state of mind and where she was at when she fell asleep and just mm-hmm. little stuff like that goes a long way. I think there's a lot of really good sort of visual humor. There's one 
kill scene towards the end that definitely had my jaw on the floor. But I was oh, impressed you're... with uh, how much the film sort of committed to its concept and sort of went really the, all the way with it. The missing body part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was, I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect that. Was a that. lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I was. It, that was the moment where I was like, "Oh, this is not a PG thirteen. That's right." <laughs> yep, we can. Um, we can do this. That's. But boy, like, I mean, I, I know it kind of underperformed in theaters, and even with the critical consensus, it's. It seems like one of those movies that comes like as a preordained cult classic, which. Yep. I have mixed feelings about that, but I also agree that it will absolutely find its audience over time because this is, it's not for everybody. And I think you have to be a certain kind of person or enjoy a certain kind of thing to really get the most out of it. But if it hits on your wavelength, I think there's a lot to love here. I think it'll be a college movie. Totally. Yeah. It's the kind of movie that like, if I didn't really like, if I missed it when it came out or like, I'd kind of heard about it, but I heard it was bad. So I skipped it or whatever. And then like years later, Kelly and I discovered it as part of 31 days of Halloween. I think it would absolutely be a highlight of the month. It could be, you know what? It could be 28 days of love too. Yeah. Fits very nicely into either. Exactly. Um, that's what we love. Things we can repurpose and repackage. Uh, shame no one's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shame that only you and you, me and Kelly saw it. Yeah, I know. All right, I mean, the, really, our theater wasn't empty, so maybe word of mouth is going to start picking up. But I mean, it did, did lose. It did lose by a substantial amount to week two of a massive bomb. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean. It bummed me out when yeah. that happened. I mean, I'll say this. It, it, it's a bummer that it lost as much, but I'm also kind of shocked how big of a rollout it got in the first place. Yeah, it, it, I don't know why it's coming out now, but it's a it was never a movie it, for yeah, a certain it, demographic. I wouldn't even be surprised if it like did better in its second weekend just because it's playing to that specific niche. Yeah, it's probably going to lose to the re-release of anyone but you. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, also a good movie, but like this is better. Um, yeah, so that was that was cool stuff. Um, let's uh, let's talk awards for a second, and really only a second, because Christopher Nolan won the DGA. We have nothing yep. to say beyond <laughs> yep. That Shocker, was I know <laughs> that was uh, we were talking about this off air, but it's it's funny how the only reason there's any doubt in anyone's mind is because it's kind of cool. And because he's lost before, right? Every other metric is this is done. There's no reason. There's no reason to doubt him at this point. But I think yeah, people get in their minds about like, what's the upget set going to be? What's the surprise going to be? And we, and you know, the same thing happens when we're predicting nominees. I think sometimes it's very easy to sort of twist ourselves into these logical pretzels to try and you know guess around something that's more or less preordained. Oh yeah, no the. Um this was this was a done deal, especially DGA and him. Um, Celine Song won the first time category. I, I was surprised some people were picking Court Jefferson. Not that I don't think he was maybe even more deserving. Well, this it just was seemed like the between way. the two. Yeah, <clears throat> this just seemed like the spot to give Past Live something. Yeah, and then um, the the only pseudo upset, if you want to call it, that was um, Guggenheim losing. Um, for the Michael J. Fox movie to 20 Days of Maripool, but that's the Oscar movie. Well, makes sense then. Exactly. So, there's not a ton of analysis to be done there besides, like, yeah, the uh, 
the march toward Oscar continues. I mean, we're going to have um, BAFTA coming up, right? I want to say. Yeah, pretty next? soon. BAFTA, SAG, like, we'll have some more information, which we, we could certainly use. But, yeah, it's the reason I haven't updated predictions recently. There's nothing new. Art Directors Guild announced it. You know what? They split between a lot of the people nominated. Yep. Well, yeah, so, there, I think that was the only other big thing is that, like, production design. Is that Oppenheimer or Poor Things? Or Barbie. Maybe. I don't know. I've I've kind of... I used to think Barbie was a strong contender there, but I don't know that I feel that way anymore. I haven't... I've, I've, I'm taking a break from looking at my predictions until I have to, like, really look at them again. And and it could be a legit three-horse race. I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be surprised to see Oppenheimer win a few that we're not expecting just by virtue of... You know, sometimes it's like the all quiet on the Western front thing. Sometimes, you know, if they love a movie enough, then it doesn't really matter if it's relevant or if it's the best in show for that particular category. You know, sure. see, the, see best score last year. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right. We'll see. I uh, can quickly chime in that I saw a documentary that I like quite a bit. Um, kind of funny. It's about a restaurant that I love going to. So that's kind of funny to me. Uh, Veselka, it's a Ukrainian diner in, in Manhattan. It's kind of tied into the, the war and the experience that they, they're having and, and the money they're raising for it. It's a good documentary. Even better restaurant. So if you're in Manhattan, go to Veselka. Uh, I'll be talking to the, the actual owners of the place for an interview soon. That's kind of cool. That's um, kind of cool. I will be... Uh, by the time we do this again next week, I'll have seen Robot Dreams because I have it. But I watched the trailer, and that's going to be my favorite movie ever made. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm just pissed that I have to wait till May. Yeah, May. May of next year, probably. Uh, I, I'm i very excited to watch that. Uh, what else will I have watched? I'll probably watch Stop Motion by the time we do next week. I'm just thinking of like my screeners. Um, you'll probably finally get the sting. Yeah, probably. And... Um, I, I don't even. I guess I'm probably embargoed, but I didn't watch it, so I can probably say <laughs> I haven't watched it. But there's a good chance I will have watched, which might imply I have have access to it. Ricky Stenicky. Oh God, I'm curious. The 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 mid two thousands comedy that wasn't. Yeah, that was like written then too. So it's kind of all those jokes. I'm very well, curious. And it's a fairly... I don't know, man. I think oh, it's not going to be that looks good, like I don't think. That misfire to me. <laughs> sure, but it could be fun. Not in, like, the quality, but in, like, I'm going to have a good time with this. Um, and then... I, I So here, let's, let's do this. Let's get it out of the way in this way. I, I can't tell you that I've seen Dune Part 2. But let's just say I can tell you shortly after this comes out. Seems fair, right? I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I posted that I saw it. Guys, I'm embargoed. You just like you just can't say what you thought about it. Exactly. Like honestly, the embargo is like late enough in the day that I don't want to run the risk. But we will definitely on like here. We talked about it off air a tiny bit. Shh, don't tell Warner Brothers. But like, Miles doesn't want to hear a ton about it, so it's not like I was going to do 20 minutes on it anyway. Sure. And you're gonna I mean, see in it. Fairness, in fairness, I've read the book, so plot-wise, I kind of already know what to expect. Yeah, but. which helped for a couple of things that I was talking to you about. Good, bad, indifferent. We're not getting into that right now. But you're also going to see it probably opening weekend. 
Sure. If not sooner. Yeah. yeah so we'll we'll we're going to have a fairly timely discussion of that. So stay tuned. But uh, look for look for my reaction. Once you've heard this, I don't know, that afternoon, that evening, I, I don't remember, but it'll be up in the air that day. Um, so, yeah. And then what else did I see? I saw the Bob Marley movie. I didn't like it. Just biopic. Yeah, that, that looked like, you know, the Bohemian Rhapsody school of like, you know, paint by numbers. Yeah. Musician biopic. And not as like poorly made as parts of that movie is. But that's like my thing with it was Kingsley's pretty good, right? I, I go to bat for him. But this movie has nothing to say, mm. which is like the whole point of Bob Marley, right? Is that like it's almost like a religious fanaticism about this man. Sure. It doesn't tell me why. Like it starts with he's a legend, right? But you've told me that. And people are like very excited when they see him and he's preparing for this concert. I... I like why? I I know why because I'm alive. But like the movie doesn't tell you why, and I and I just it doesn't give feels you like, like that cultural context that you would need. Yeah, which is especially weird because it's taking place during this prepared this concert he's preparing for, and eventually the this concert he does do. There's two sort of concerts: one that doesn't happen, one does, and they're centered around like this very violent election happening in Jamaica. And I'm very into the idea of like the geopolitical aspect of it. But they don't really get into it. Like there's this history, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling necessarily. But it also has that thing where the credits give you more interesting stuff. Oh, I hate like, that. Oh, uh, like there's a like there's a real scene of the two like political candidates and them and him, and they're on stage together shaking hands. Like these are people who are having each other killed. And like he brings them together. Like, how does the movie not have that? Mm, and then show you the real thing afterwards, right? Uh I don't know. It like he goes he goes off to London for a while and works on on the album. I want to say it's Exodus is the album. Like I just I don't know. That kind of stuff is not interesting. He's good. The music's good. Movie not so much, unfortunately. Does um uh, I'm a big fan of Lashana Lynch. Does she get anything to do? Supportive wife. Like she's not bad in it. There's something nice to their scenes, but no, she's not of consequence. Oh, that's a pity. Their scenes are good. But you you would want him to be in a movie that has more to do. Like she, she like literally sent away with the kids at one point, and oh, then returns later on. Okay. Like I'm sure that might be what happened, but I don't know. I just it's not. I don't know. Wasted I, I her mean, time and talents. Then yeah, I mean like they they and they and they commit to the movie in an interesting way. Like um, I don't want to. I don't want to like tell tales out of school but like i don't know if you've heard this but like rastafarians speak in a very specific way like the movie doesn't do subtitles like you kind of have to get on the wavelength Mm -hmm. but why would you then not have anything interesting and not like generic down the middle happen right i i don't know i just like oh i wanted a different movie and i know i'm supposed to you know review the movie you got but the one i got's not very not very good unfortunately that's a pity yeah it's it's biopic fatigue at least it's not cradle to the grave but then they also have flashbacks to childhood Ugh. like they couldn't resist they couldn't resist um yeah so better movies to talk about next week the week after <clears throat> and so on um let's talk about the trailers from the super bowl since people saw them 
since that was the highest rated Super Bowl in history. All right. <clears throat> we have. Well, I read just somewhere going. it's like the most watched television event since like the moon landing, which seems insane to me, but okay. Yeah, well, you got people who wanted to watch the game, people who want to watch the trailers, people who want to watch Taylor Swift, and then people who just want to be a part of it. I listen. It's it's a of the things that could like draw people in. It's not the worst thing in the world. Does it? It does. It's pretty good commercial for like movies when done right. Yeah. The com- well, depending you know, on the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This was an interesting lineup. I we'll talk about it. So here. Um, I'm just going by the list that this particular list I have goes by. The Order. Sorry, it's late. I was up early for the movie I can't talk about. A Quiet Place Day One. Was that? They did it. I they mean, had I, it early on. I guess it on. counts, but I think it, it was already out before the game. Well, they had a big game spot, which okay. these are just like 30 second versions. Looks all right. Yeah, louder than you would think, right? <laughs> yeah. Is she deaf? I, I assume movie? so, because that would be how they would keep the, I, I hate to say gimmick, but you know, the the whole central conceit of them. It, it seems like that would be the case. Yeah. Um, I mean, great I'm very, cast and director of Pig, so for that yeah. reason, those reasons alone, I'm, you know, definitely curious. And I like both the other Quiet Place movies. Um, Same. But it seems a lot more big budget bombastic than I think I was expecting. Agreed. Also, um, very weird for that cat. Well, I mean, but also, you know, it's going to be like an alien situation where the cat's going to cause as many problems as anything. I already saw. Doesn't the cat like get away in the trailer? We're just like, Maybe. oh, no, they're, we're already doing this. Um, Despicable Me 4. I will not be seeing that. Uh, you know, I guess I guess they took a, a shot at AI generated images, which I mean, cool. Cool. I, yeah. I don't know that I love the idea of including them so you can make fun of them. I, I, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I guess good on you for having the right stance, if you want to say. People love this franchise, so more power to you. Just not my thing. Me neither. Never been my thing. Yeah. Uh, the Fall Guy. I'm not super interested in this one. I, I, it looks fun. I, I think I'm going to like it less than I want to. It's Well, we were just talking about David Leach. It's got that, like, diet bullet train, which was already diet snatch uh, sort of aesthetic to it. And the humor very much feels cut from that cloth. Gosling, listen, he's great when he's given a good meaty comedic role, but this kind of feels like playing the hits. I don't know. Maybe the movie will be a, a big, pleasant surprise, but... I, I don't know. I'm not getting much from this one. I mean, I, I'm in for Gosling. So, <clears throat> I, I mean, him singing Taylor Swift in the car is like a in the feels thing. Like that kind of stuff looks like it'll work. The the actiony stuff. We'll see. I want uh, I want to talk about Leach um, more. Maybe at the end. Maybe that'll be our like wrap up thing because he's no longer directing Godzilla. I, I'm sorry, um, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Park, whatever they're calling it, Jurassic sequel. They're, they're committed reboot. to world now, which feels like a mistake, but go on. Yeah. Well, Jurassic something or other. Um, and I want to talk about who we who we would like to see to get more interest. Because Miles is like pretty checked out on this franchise. Even though I want to say that the Jurassic World Dominion conversation we did is probably maybe the longest we've ever gone on a single film. Yeah. Well, because I think that was the point that broke me. <laughs> Yeah, where it's just like, the, I like this one in a so bad it's good kind of way, but it's not a good movie. 
Well, we, we, we basically rewrote the movie for free on the episode. Yep. And I can't remember anything that we said, but it's probably better than whatever this new one's going to be. Uh, yeah, I wish they would give us like a hint besides like new take. Like, what is, the fuck does that mean? Uh, but we're going to we're going to we're going to put up some directors for the job that maybe could get us interested or more interested. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 4. I don't care. Sure. I, I, I liked the first one well enough, but I haven't seen any of the sequels. Yeah, again, just not not for me. I'm sure I like them, but whatever. Um, save the certain one for last. Uh, Kingdom of Planet of the Apes for you. Oh, I'm ve- that that for me was the big highlight out of all of them. I'm very excited for that one, and this just gave me more reason to be excited. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I you know me, I like all of them. I've I've never loved them, so we'll see. Maybe this one will be the one that gets me. Yeah, the one that doesn't have Matt Reeves or Andy Serkis. Yeah, exactly. West Ball will get me. Uh, Wicked. I gotta tell you, it looks bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing anything for me, for sure. Although, somebody was um, posted a clip of um, um, sort of being like, why would I be excited for Wicked when Sam Raimi did it so much better? And I managed to get through the entire clip before I remembered that Sam Raimi directed a movie called Oz the Great and Powerful. If that's that, the better movie, we're in trouble. Like, I, I never saw it, but boy. It wasn't that, good. I, that is, talk about a movie that just got really memory hold. Yeah. And it got more than memory hold, let me tell you. Um, also, I love that they did not tell you that it is part one. Or a musical, again. Yep, yep. Twisters. Actually, this one looks like it could be good. I, I don't know. I, I mean, Confession Time, I've never seen the original. Well, you got homework now between now and... Uh, July or whatever. July, yeah. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm, listen, I, I would probably enjoy it. I really like the cast. I mean, Glenn Powell's definitely finally having his big movie star moment, if nothing else. Yeah, Daisy Edgar Jones, Lee Isaac Chung's directing. Like, yeah, <clears throat> we'll see. It should be dumb fun. Yeah. What is if? It's the imaginary friends. It's John Krasinski had the idea for that Cartoon Network show that already exists. Yeah. I, like people seem like excited for this movie. I'm not. I, I did I, like I, the the gag with Randall Park because I watched his stuff on The Office, but hmm. I mean, it looks like it looks like a like family movie, but also with not family humor i can't i can't figure it out i'm curious but i i can't I, figure I it out i believe the uh, i saw somewhere in either an interview or a clip or something that it, the the idea was like live action pixar movie which i mean if they can do it if they can i mean that's a tall order but if you can do it yeah we'll see uh monkey man love the title i'm super pumped on this one i think this is going to be great yeah i mean it's going to come out pretty I mean, soon the, the, by april I mean, the um but it's also a cool story because I think it was going to be, was it Netflix or something? But then Jordan Peele saw it and was like, no, this needs to go to theaters and was actually able to negotiate a theatrical release with like a completely different distributor. So that's pretty yeah. cool in and of itself. Yeah, he brought it to Universal. And uh, Dev Patel directing could be yep. it. Couldn't couldn't get someone to make this movie or cast him in it. So he made his own. Love that. Right. Well, I didn't realize apparently he's like an actual um, like martial arts black belt in real life. So nice. 
I mean, he look he looks like he's putting in the work from the trailer. Indeed. Uh, Inside Out two. Uh, Does it, are they, they back? Really even, they didn't even add much to the previous trailer. I didn't think there's like no th- just the hockey scene, right? Yeah, I think they're just sort of like reminding you this movie's coming out. Yeah. Uh, Did they work so out looked, the contracts with people? No. So like. Um, Sarah, uh, Amy Poehler's back, Phyllis uh, Smith is back, and Lewis Black is back, which kind of surprised me, but fine. Um, uh, but, yeah, I uh, thought he no, was one of the but, ones who walked off, right? No, well, he has different reasons why he shouldn't be back. But um, wait, when did he, when did he get bad? I thought he was. I thought people liked him. I thought so too, but look it up. It's not for the podcast. But um, oh, great. But Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling did not get worked out, so I think Bill Hader got replaced with Tony Hale. I want to say. Uh, I could be remembering that, that. That could work. Uh, either that or Nat Faxon, who's a similar character in uh, Orion in the Dark. So either way, I mean, listening to the trailer, I didn't notice much difference with either character. I don't remember offhand who's replacing Mindy. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it will probably unfortunately not be super noticeable. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm hopeful for the best. I, you know. Pixar wants to show it to me, I would happily watch it. We'll see. For sure. Um, especially if I... I don't know. They they put on such a full-court press for Elemental last year that I hope that's just what they're planning on doing now. Because it, it honestly is a... I know people like to complain, that like, oh, this is like bribery. No, I think if there's something about, like, putting you in the right mind frame to watch any movie. Sure. And, like, context. Like, why why shouldn't a movie want you to, like see how it's made before you watch it, right? That just seems like a good idea. Yeah, well, I mean, that's something that um, Leica was always very good about, or was, I mean, is very good about, is um, uh, usually in the credits or something like that, they'll always do like a quick little animatic or something showing like how some of the puppets were made and things like that, and I always oh, sure. get a kick out of that. Like like if they had the budget to like fly journalists like to headquarters, right, before the they screened it and show you like the actual like here's we're gonna fake film a scene to show you how it's done kind of thing like wouldn't that just be awesome even if you weren't like into it yeah i i mean there are junkets and stuff that have a grossness to them don't not invite me mind you but um not that i don't know yeah like pixar bringing you to pixar to like show you pixar stuff doesn't feel gross to me that just feels like we have a campus like there's a mystique to our shit it would be like lucasfilm right wouldn't you you like Skywalker, like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So also, uh, Disney, <laughs> open up Lucas, uh, Skywalker for me. Uh, and then finally, uh, Deadpool and Wolverine, which I was not aware was the title until the commercial. Well, I think that's when they announced it. Because yeah. up until then, it was just either Deadpool 3 or Untitled Deadpool sequel, which I was kind of hoping might be the official title. But eh. that would have been clever. I mean, this is I- interesting. They really, they really pitching the Wolverine part, which we were talking about this already. Like so much of this movie could go either way. Like we could both really like it. We could both be let down. We could both be like, yeah. this is well, fine. And, and Marvel is in a somewhat, I, I guess I shouldn't say precarious because it's not not still one of the most profitable yeah. franchises of all time. But it is, it's not a, it's no longer at a point where I'm excited for everything that they put out just by default. They've got to yeah. kind of win my trust back a little bit. Yeah. And this is, and this has the potential to do it, but it also 
as you were saying, is certainly not divesting itself fully from the things that you were less into in the last four, five, six movies. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's I mean, a chance there's, that they're going to address that. Exactly. No, I mean, it could definitely, it could be a, a necessary course correction, but it could just as easily be more of what I don't like. Totally. Well, at the very least, the Deadpool humor aspect seems like it's there, however much you like or dislike that, because the trailer references pegging. Yeah. I, I, a I, lot of, lot of nerds showing their whole ass by being like this one joke was better than everything in she-hulk fuck off yeah. <laughs> we all know what that yeah. is well yeah exactly just like when we were talking about it off air when we said like oh well the marvels did a bunch of tv stuff because like the tva is in this one but yeah. like you know people decided Although, honestly they like the marvels real talk i think the most exciting element of the trailer for me is the presence of uh matthew mcfadgen as maybe the bad guy or at least like He's the Owen Wilson character. of this, I think, right? Yeah, or the equivalent. Well, and I wouldn't rule out an Owen Wilson cameo, but um, there's, there's also a, a, lot, a lot of other cameos have been teased or suggested that kind of exhaust I mean, me more than excite. Yeah, I think I, if they, I hope they make good use of the TVA because if you like in a movie and especially in one where they can be a little more out there and they're expected to be out there here, they can really go to some ridiculous places with the TVA. Totally. In a way that even Loki hasn't fully been allowed to. Yeah, because like, I, listen, I don't want to say like the Marvel TV show, I guess Echo doesn't count or like family shows, but they're not not. Yeah, I mean, they they're, all have to sell action figures and whatnot. Exactly. But this was I mean, this one is, but also it's the, you know, not made for children, even though children will see it. And it will still sell so action figures just to adults. Exactly. Yeah, like I, I have a Deadpool pop. I think it might have been the first pop I ever got at like a Dave and Buster's. So who's to yeah. say it's as I mentioned, I think off air it's I will 100 percent see it and I will probably enjoy it on some level because I enjoy the first two Deadpools, even if I don't love them. Yeah. But um, I, I'd be lying if I said I was actively excited for it. Yeah, it is a curiosity factor that I have that I, I want to know. I want to know the story. Like, tell me what the movie's about. And hopefully it is not going to be, uh, yeah, the saccharine elements, especially in two, weren't yeah, a strong re suit. really bring that down. And also, I just, I don't know, I'm a big fan of Logan, and I'm not thrilled about the idea of Hugh Jackman coming back just to be Deadpool's straight man, yeah. but I'm, you wanna, I'm you wanna hope to be he's, surprised. You want to hope he has more reason than that? I I would hope that, but we'll see. He doesn't have, I, I don't know. I you want to hope he's he's married to that character in a way that will help make it work. We'll see. We'll see. There'll be more on that soon. All right. We have a bunch of questions, and then we're going to do some IMDb game since, uh, I don't know, we enjoy it. <laughs> All, right. Uh, all right. If this one is from – I'm going to pull up who questions from. Sorry. Vamp for a second. Uh, vamp, 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 vamp. Well, unfortunately, you just got written off for tax purposes. Oh, well. Oh, by oh, the way, yeah. I guess. Oh, we'll yeah, that's uh, something in the news. Uh, Coyote versus Acme might be back on the chopping block, which is yep. fucking horse shit. Yeah. Which, by the way, that on Friday when that came out, I was interviewing Sammy Birch. So uh, we spoke about it. 
I, I, I joked to Miles, I think Disney was, I mean, Netflix was probably not super thrilled that I let off with that. And she actually brought it back to that towards the end. But mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't not going to talk to her about it. Fasc- fascinating uh, filmography she's built for herself already. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you're really experiencing Hollywood. Oscar nomination, movie lows, deleted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Kamen says the best picture were still five question. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people try to get this is, this is a little long lead up. So I've been trying to see a lot of people. I've Rewind. I've been seeing a lot of people try to guess what the best picture nominees would have been if it was still only five nominees. Some have been arguing whether or not Barbie would have still made it. I maintain that it would because it was only three movies. There was only three movies this year nominated for PGA, DGA, SAG. And the only ones that missed Best Picture with those noms were Being John Malkovich, Almost Famous, and Dreamgirls. I've listed the movies below that got all three. I'm curious if you think any of these would have not made it if the Academy went back to five, including all pre-expansion, in case you're curious how these looked. Um, thank you, Michael. Let's do it. Uh, I, I Work on your spell check, Michael. Just want to throw that out there. Threw me off a few times. Um, all right, 95. Apollo 13 and Sense and Sensibility. Yeah, they're still making it. Yeah, I would say so. English Patient and Shine in 96. Yeah, they're still making it. Shine maybe is an upset. Shine, Shine could be, yeah, but um, I mean, English Patient won picture, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 97, Good Will Hunting, Titanic, LA Confidential. Yeah, it's the top three in picture. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 98 is the same. Shakespeare in Love, Saving Private Lion, Life is Beautiful. Yep. Yep. Uh, 99, American American Beauty, Being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich is uh, one of the only ones to miss picture. Yes. So, I mean, 2000, Traffic, Almost Famous, and Gladiator. I mean, Almost Famous should just be there. It should. It absolutely should. But yeah, uh, two thousand one. You have a beautiful mind. Fellowship of the Ring. Moulin Rouge. Two thousand two. You have Chicago and Two Towers. Two thousand three. Return of the King. Mystic River. Sea Biscuit. Sideways. The Aviator. Million Dollar Baby. And Finding Neverland. Two thousand five. Crash. Brokeback Mountain. Good Night and Good Luck. Capote. Two thousand six. Is Dream Girls. The Departed. Little Miss Sunshine. Babel. Dream Girls. Misses. Two thousand seven's Only No Country for Old Men. 2008, Slumdog, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost, Nixon, Milk. 2009, Inglorious Bastards, Hurt Locker, Precious. 2010, King Speech, Social Network, Black Swan, The Fighter. So, like, I mean... So, I'm If sorry, they went back what, to five... What, if they had gone back to five... Yeah. In the years that are um, not... That are expanded, right? So, 2009, 10 for the... And beyond... Would something like this have missed? I mean, honestly, to sum it up in a slightly more generalized uh, answer, the more that we get into um, tens, sliding scales, things like that, the less I think you're going to miss when you get all these, when you hit all the things. Right. Well, that's just it. Also, you do have people who struggle to fill out their ballot. I know it's strange and hard to comprehend for some people but there are people who like can't manage to name enough films and when in doubt they look at what else is nominated yeah so um or they look at what you know everyone's talking about or what xyz producer has told them to talk about and sure i mean in the modern times i would say 
you lo- you obviously look at SAG, PGA, DGA, right? Mm-hmm. Writers Guild, always wonky, especially now BAFTA, wonky. Gotham just got wonky. Like I, spirits have never been a real factor for that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta just look at the things that track, and I would be surprised to see things miss right sag ensemble that can happen but you know dga depends on the type of movie but if you hit all three you're sitting pretty yeah for sure uh matthew anderson says with dga awards being over the weekend what are some winners in the past that you were shocked by um let me pull that up shocking dga winner i would ask you to vamp but we know what you do uh oh it's a different kind of vamping do you get it oh 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 just for that this is was the 76 dga awards we're doing all 76 now oh fuck you (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't do that but it would have been funny if i was like you you wouldn't do that you 100 percent would do that (laughs) that's true well, I mean, you're not going to be super helpful when I'm like, okay, uh, Joseph L. Mankiewicz, 1950, All About Eve. Were you surprised? No comment. Exactly. Um, uh, let me, let's let's go for more most recent and we'll figure out when we're going to stop, right? All right. Nolan, not surprising in the slightest, as we said. Not remotely. <laughs> the Daniels, not surprising. Nope. Jane Campion, not surprising. Chloe Zhao. Not surprising, but that um, Chloe Zhao was an example of them solidifying a win. Right, exactly. Yeah, 29... I, I w- from memory, before that, it was a little more up in the air. Yeah. 2019, Sam Mendes, surprising in hindsight, because he didn't, ball, he didn't end up winning. Yeah, I guess so, but not at the time, I wouldn't have said. No, but like, if you knew he wasn't going to win, and it was clearly a close race... You know, you could have, could have gone Bong, could have gone Tarantino, could have gone, yeah. could have, you know, could have gone in a lot of directions there. So, not surprising at the moment, but in hindsight, you go, mm, interesting. Koran uh, Roma, Del Toro, Shape of Water, Chiselle, La La Land, Inyari Two, Back to Back, Koran again, Affleck, Argo. Um, that wasn't surprising, but you were like... You, that, that's a surprising in hindsight when he doesn't even get nominated. Yeah. Um, I would say... Uh, has Vinicius the Artist. No, 2010 is the first one that was surprising. Tom Hooper winning for the King's Speech. I think everyone expected Fincher. Yeah, well, and it was a unfortunate sign of things to come. Yep, the combination of this and PGA was the turn, as we've... Uh, learned right um the birdman year right uh boyhood wins everything early on and then you have the turn uh we have i think we would just we kind of live in fear of the turn if you like a front runner yeah let's see any other surprising ones bigelow the hurt locker no danny boyle no the cohen's no scorsese i mean i guess surprising on that it happened um yeah ang lee no Clint Eastwood Million Dollar Baby. He came on late, but that wasn't really a surprise. No, I wouldn't say so. Peter Jackson, no. Rob Marshall, no. Ron Howard, not really. Ang Lee, Sam Mendes again. Spielberg, Saving Private Ryan. Cameron, Titanic. No, they don't really go for surprises at DGA. Yeah, I I would say none of these, really. 
No, I'm 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 scrolling back and they're mostly just the winners too. So no, not well, really. Yeah, I mean, even the ones that you mentioned that weren't winners were like, you still get the logic there. Exactly. Um, Filmaholic face off in Kayfully 208. Which of these actors, actresses would you like to see their get their first Oscar nomination? So in a bubble, right? So yeah, like because well yeah, we won't we won't necessarily know what the film would be or if it's something that they've even looked at yet. Yeah, you uh, and McGregor or Hugh Grant? Um, I'd like to see Hugh Grant get into something. I feel like he's in his character actor phase, and that's been really enjoyable so far. Yeah, I think he would be interesting on the circuit, right? Because he hates very it very much. So he hates it so much. In a, well, and he was he was on the periphery for uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, even though that's yeah. not really a. That kind was of it, role. Was it last year or the year before where he was on the red carpet and he had that awful interview where the person was asking him dumb questions and he was like, uh, just not oh, having it? Was, it. it was, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I still think back on that one with fondness sometimes. Yeah. It's, such a, you, it's such a British interview. <laughs> like a, a whole season of that would be phenomenal, right? Oh, absolutely. Like at the, he'd be at, at one point like, no, next question. Like, he would just get into he would embrace it at a certain point, I think, and be like, OK, my yeah. my gimmick here is to hate this because I also hate. This. Well, I mean, that's that was him for Wonka. That was him for. Um, yeah. But was he like uh, I had a dreadful time? Dragons. <laughs> it, well, I mean, kind of. Yeah. It is funny that he's like, no, had a dreadful time making it. Didn't like it at all. Well, my uh, the I don't know if uh, we're thinking of the same one, but for Wonka, he was uh, like whining about all the motion capture stuff. And then at the end, they asked him, was like, well, what, you saw the film. Was it all worth it at the end? He's like, not really. <laughs> yeah. It's a great it's a great punchline. Like, of course not. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to do this. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson or Rebecca Hall? <sighs> That's Rebecca a tough Hall, one. maybe. Especially especially since Hall could conceivably get in for directing. Now she can. I think I'd like to see Hall because of the different avenues. I think so, too. I'm a big fan of Ferguson, but she's also, I think, a bit more of a genre presence. I mean, I would have liked to see her get in for the first Dune, but that's neither here yeah. nor there. I, uh, yeah, yeah, the first Dune. That, Can't say anything that, about the second that, Dune. That's, a, that's quite a telling non-comment, <laughs> but go ahead. I mean, it's... it's you've I, read I can read between the lines, but... <laughs> I don't listen... I'm not, You're not saying anything, anything negative. I wasn't expecting <laughs> exactly, and I will. I will say, people who are familiar with what happens in the second half of the book, you, you will be familiar with the movie. It seems. Uh, we'll talk about it soon. Tim Blake Nelson or Clifton Collins Jr. Oh, TBN. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Clifton Collins has such a weird filmography because sometimes he'll be like on the periphery of something awards relevant and then he'll be like eighth billing in a blockbuster and you'll be like oh yeah he's in this yeah i mean they tried with the with jockey right and and he did yeah, the, exactly. he made the rounds and it just nobody was interested not that that's but his like, fault so, he's kind of in a weird not dissimilar from like where jaiman hansu often ends up hmm. your favorite thing to yell about nobody knows how to use jaiman hansu that hey, um, justice for him he's coming back for uh, quiet place exactly <laughs> that was the big the like reveal that, well to play the character that didn't have a name in the previous one and like does he die 
yeah, he's in for like five minutes and then he dies. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Tim Blake Nelson. It was, it was pretty tragic underuse of him, but go ahead. Yeah. Tim Blake Nelson's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And, like, and, and he's one of those guys who like, it, it's kind of surprising that he doesn't even have a nomination yet. Yeah. I like, I also would be great on the circuit. Not that this oh, is what sure. we're asking about, but like, what a what, what a bonus! Like when you get to because you get to know these guys sometimes because they have to do so much press, right? At a certain yeah. point, people somebody gets smart enough to ask different questions. Like I, I moderated Q and A's with them and did that interview for him for um, Old Henry. Is that mm-hmm. what it was called? Well, spoilers: the one where he's Billy the Kid. Um, yeah, good movie. Like in a different world, like could be a contender for that. But like I love when people because they think he's like a yokel, right? Because he plays them so well. Dude is like classically trained actor from Oklahoma, but like the Jewish section, <laughs> like just a, a man who is different than you expect and like a delight. Like I had a blast with him like that dude. If he was like legitimately in the best supporting actor race, let's say like would be the life of the party at these things. Yeah. So I'd love I would, to see no, it happen. I would, I would love to see that for pretty much any kind of project. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Moss or Vicky Crips probably vicky crepes just because i feel like she does more oscar adjacent stuff yeah i can't say i have a ton of passion for either i like them both but yeah elizabeth moss similar to um uh whoever or, uh rebecca ferguson and <laughs> i feel like she does more genre stuff sure Although, but had I you got in for the invisible man i would have been in well yeah i mean for sure but that was never gonna happen yeah no that was wishful thinking um mcavoy James McAvoy or Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig. Yeah, probably Daniel Craig. Although McAvoy, when he's on, he's really on. But again, more genre stuff. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the Bond guy getting in finally. Like a Bond guy. Well, I mean, Connery, I mean, Connery had watch, it. Watch him get in for like Knives Out 3 or 4. You know what I mean? <laughs> Be deserved. If he keeps being that good. Absolutely. Um, Idris Elba. Or Delroy Lindo. Delroy. Uh, I don't know. And I'll tell I you why. Like Delroy kind of had his moment and it didn't happen. Yes, I, which was a I, crime. I'm, it is, but I I don't know. I I feel like Idris has such a great batting average. It's a matter of when, not if. See, I think he's good in things. I don't think he picks projects super well. Uh, not always, but I think he's one of those guys who... It's the Christopher Lee adage of, like, you can be in bad movies as long as you're not bad in them, and he's never sure. bad in stuff. Sure. But he, he like, goes off the grid a little more than he should for being, like, a big name. But not in a way that makes people miss him. Like, it's a weird thing. I don't have a... I can't put my finger on it, but, like, I, I feel like when he missed for Beasts of No Nation, right, there wasn't this groundswell. And, like, I don't sure. think there was for Delroy either, but there's that like low level, like for you when you're when you remember that year, you're just like, no fuck. And they nominated it once just to show you they saw the movie. Yeah, well, no, for sure. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's the only time in his career that that really happened for him. And outside I mean, of that, I feel like I hadn't seen him in a lot in much of anything lately. So I've just, seen him in a lot, but just not you I, well, know a lot of like back in the day, but like not anything in the past like decade plus i mean probably uh, no i've seen him in in a, in a bunch of spikes movies but 
Um, well, yeah, I, but again, I like the idea of the the working actor elevated for sure anything. We'll see. But again, if it was going to happen, it would have happened for the Five Bloods. Yeah, probably. We'll see. Uh, Anne Dowd or Carrie Coon? Uh, I think Anne Dowd is more likely, but I'm probably a bigger fan of Carrie Coon. Ghostbusters I like them. Outstanding. Well, I uh, Ghostbusters standing. Um, I like you, them both. You, you wouldn't legitimately say she's good in it. She has nothing to do. I wouldn't say she's bad. She's part of that movie. I like that movie, though. Um, they're both fine. I think their moments both passed, honestly. Well, and Dad yeah, had, had the compliance it, thing. It was going to be mass or bust. Well, compliance was the first one. Sure, Remember, that was she, like the, the fact that she's had multiple ones tells you sure. something. Though I feel like in a way, and listen, I crusaded for Anne Dowd both times, especially with Mass. But when that didn't happen, I got the sense that the wave passed. I want to be wrong. We end most of these on we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Because well, uh, yeah. hopefully we get to see. Um, Mads Mikkelsen or Ben Foster? This one's kind of not fair because I... I'm friendly with Ben Foster. So I, I kind of yeah. have to say him. Also, listen, I'm a big fan of Ben Foster, although I feel like I feel like he's in a lot of things and he's good in them, but he doesn't. It's been a long time since there's been like that. Like, I remember him showing up in like 310 to Yuma and stuff like that back in the day and like absolutely stealing the show and being like, or even oh, like one of the most exciting actors. Working isn't he today. just like batshit in like Alpha Dog and things like that? Yeah, exactly. Like he had that sort of period of time where he was doing a lot of that and is like, oh, it's just it's a matter of time. But he, I feel like he's like like I see a lot more roles like in Hustle now than in anything else. And it's just like, you know, not that I'm I, listen, I would not be opposed to it happening. I'm, I was kind of surprised there wasn't more groundswell for like Hell or High Water, for example. Oh, that should happen. Um, And like he's he's always great. But like. Mads Mikkelsen is a legend. Mads Mikkelsen like needs to be in there yesterday. I mean, they both they both had chances so far, right? Another round sure. could have could have happened. Ben yeah. Foster, I would say there was some there was some three ten Yuma buzz. It didn't happen, but like there were some rumors. Um, the Messenger, right? Woody Harrelson gets the lion's share of the praise, but like that was an awards friendly type. Sure, but uh, I think that's the other thing. I like outside of Hell or High Water, I just don't know that I've seen him do that many things like that anymore uh, well i mean he had the um or, the like, or like if Holocaust it is movie. or like if it is a uh, uh an interesting thing again like hustle he's not really the part of it that you talk about no. well he's entered a, a more laconic phrase uh error which i mean which is it, he's still good but i don't know that it makes the most of his talents yeah but maybe makes a comeback possible in, in a and not in a like you're not good comeback but in a like totally build back up to like yeah. Build back up to being the scene stealer that I think we all imagined he'd be more frequently. Totally. Um, Daniel Deadweiler or Regina Hall? Regina Hall. Yeah, I would agree. Well, and she's got that PTA movie coming up, so maybe more likely than not. <laughs> Which the fuck that movie's about? With that, with that like grab bag cast, could be anything. Well, apparently she's uh, playing uh, DiCaprio's partner in it, which is yeah. Already well, there's interesting. A, well, there's a rumor it's a it's an adaptation of Pinchon, right? Yeah. Even though they haven't, I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want that part. But 
maybe it's a takeoff on it or something. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, um, both good actresses, Regina Hall. Yeah, Deadwell sure. is a, a little too new to the scene. I, I think it yeah. could happen if she gets another sort of Till-esque role eventually, but probably yeah. won't be for a little while. Totally. Uh, Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler? It's the Sandman. Yeah, I think so. Carrey especially seems to be like retired except for Sonic sequels at this point. Which good uh, for him, he, whatever. He had his moment where it definitely a few times felt like it could happen, but Sandler, I think, he is still pursuing that kind of thing. So totally. I think that's more likely and probably will be more deserved when it happens. Yeah. And you can't blame Carrie for also being like, well, fuck you guys if you're not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to keep dancing for you like that. Like, I totally get yeah. that at a certain point. Um, and he's got all the money and, like, is apparently very weird. So, like, let him be weird and do his thing. Whatever. Yeah. Sandler, I think it's, I think he's finally also caught on that, like, I'm good at this when I do the serious stuff. And also people, like, fawn over me when I do this. Like, I should, I should not wait a decade <laughs> to do another one every time. Well, yeah, and, like, Netflix deal notwithstanding, I feel like he's not doing the kind of god-awful comedies that used to be his bread and butter as much anymore. Maybe he's made enough of them that he doesn't need to financially anymore, so he's just able to experiment more. But yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I feel like that's going to happen sooner. Well, I mean, later. I think he's he's also, like, kind of passed the torch there. Because, like, right, uh, so Leo, which I maintain is good. You should watch it one day, um, was, like, a Sandler movie, right? A Sandler produced kind of thing this year, last year. Sure. And then the other one was the one with his daughters, right? And that one was like decently well liked. Yeah, and he's doing yeah. stuff with like your Noah Bombbox and whoever else. Obviously, the Safties. So like, I think even even the like Happy Gil Happy Madison productions, right? Over the last five or six years, they're not like the ridiculous six anymore. There's there's that one like there was that wedding one, right, with Chris Rock. Like they're they're sort of thrown off or and like dismissed. murder mystery and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah they're not like, they're not savage anymore. They're like they're they're, they're whatever. They're fine. Like they, you wouldn't want to audience, but they're not like Jack and Jill levels of offensive anymore. Yeah, like you wouldn't want to go pay to see them in a theater and be like, I got my money's worth. But like meant as like passive entertainment, he he sort of has found a, an avenue for them. And then when he's serious, he's great. So hopefully it happens. All right. Three more. Uh, Karen Gillan or Riley Keough? Riley. Yeah, probably Riley. I like Karen Gillan a lot, but she doesn't often do the kind of roles that would lend themselves to that. Yeah, people, I like them both, maybe even equally, but Riley, like, you can tell filmmakers, like, see something there. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just a matter of finding the right role and the right project. Yeah, and, like, I mean, listen, in another world with Zola, she would have had yeah, a shot. Yeah, she's, she's great in that. That movie just, I, hmm. I feel like one day people are going to look back and be like, that movie should have gotten some attention. Because Coleman, they're just early. Yeah. Uh, like I like that movie more than you do, but I, I get it. Well, no, I mean, I listen, I like it. I I shouldn't have read the Twitter thread because the, uh, now I like know more of the story. And like, they left out some of the best parts. Yep. But, no, the uh, Twitter the Twitter thread is the like best movie of the year <laughs> is the problem. But um, I, I like it. I don't know that I ever saw it as an Oscar movie. <laughs> I love that it was sort of pitched as one. Like, we're getting there. I think the Oscars are still not quite cool enough, but we're getting there. All uh, right, two more. Uh, Buscemi or Goodman? It's Goodman, right? I mean, Goodman, but it's close. No, no, it's closer than you would think, but it's got, like, I think Goodman or anyone, the answer has to be Goodman. 
Yeah, well, Goodman, it's outrageous that he doesn't have one. Like, not yeah. even a nomination. It's outrageous he doesn't have a win. I agree. Oh, so many times. Uh, and then finally, Kayfley has made the hardest one. Paul Dano or Oscar Isaac? Ooh, well, both ones that feel like they could definitely happen within the next five to ten years, give or take. Yeah. I feel um, like Oscar think- Isaac is the safer bet. Right. I think he, he'll happen sooner. I mean, Dano got really snubbed for Fablemans. I'll just put that out there. Yep. And has gotten closer, it feels like, with yeah. Love and Mercy. Like, there, I, I there think... There would be blood, you could make the argument. Yep. Um, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac is kind of like... Oscar he's Isaac gonna lose was you a little bit. close, but he's he's been doing a bit more genre stuff lately. There's more projection there. He's more of like a sports, like a prospect. Where you're like we're projecting what he can do. Sure. Not that he's not talented; he's very talented. But oh no, he like, he always crushes it whenever he's in a thing. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm waiting. Well, because it he's not doing like most violent years and stuff like that anymore, where it's like an acting showcase in the same way. Exactly. Um, all right. Josie DeMarco reminds us of one other thing we can talk about, with the Academy adding a new category of casting for the 2025-2026 cycle. Um, yes, they did that. We like that. Now they have no excuse not to add more, so that's a problem for them going forward. I mean, all I'll say about that is that I'm not against it, but I feel like, you know, between stunts and a variety of other things, there's a lot of other things on the list before you get to casting, so I think yeah. I'm more perplexed well, I mean, by it than anything. Just means that uh, Oppenheimer would have tied the record this year. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, well, well, it would that, have been. That's the other thing is just like, I feel like for most people, it'll just be like regurgitating, you know, what had the biggest flash, it, you know, a variation of SAG Ensemble in some ways. It would be Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie, Poor Things, Maestro. Give or take, like an American fiction. Maybe, yeah. But I think bigger casts will always uh, do well in casting to feature all because there's more back, not even background, but like one scene got to got to hit this right. Sure. Like the you don't get you don't get David Crumholtz in the holdovers kind of thing. No, totally. Yeah. Um, so Josie asked, I wanted to say if I were to add a category, it would be voice performance. I disagree, but we'll talk about it in a second. Which voice performances would you have nominated or even given wins to? I, I mean, my only issue with that is now you're segmenting a subcategory. And that seems tricky to me. Yeah, I, I I feel mixed about that. Because on the one hand, I do think that there are actually quite a few sort of deserving voice performances over the years. I mean, one that I think you won't disagree on is Scarlett Johansson for her. That was that was the one I was going to say. I just rewatched it recently. I would have given her the win. Um, it's supporting actress and i uh, yeah and i i do think it's tricky to like put voice performances into the regular acting categories because i think it's just it's a different skill set in a lot of ways um yeah you know like um for this past year you know even though i didn't love the movie i would definitely give uh, robert pattinson major props for boy in the heron um okay uh, I'm trying to think any other recent ones that I would maybe... I mean, you can make an argument for like some people from Spider-Verse, like Haley Steinfeld in the most recent one, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage in the first one. Um, sure, sure. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't fundamentally disagree, but it would be a tricky thing to navigate. And also, I don't know that there are five worthy nominees every year. That too. 
Um, it's Scar Johansson's the answer for me. Yeah. Um, Josie has a game they suggest I want to save for another time, just because we're no longer running short. But I want to keep it. It's an interesting idea. Um, Josie asked, "Who would most likely win the Nobel Prize? Alan Grant from Jurassic Park, Wayne Zelinsky from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Doc Brown from Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, or Godwin Baxter from Poor Things? And who would you most want to attend a lecture with?" Um, well, I want to hang out with Doc Brown. I actually think he might be the winner also. Maybe. I mean, Jurassic Park well, they 3 all cause makes it chaos. seem like Alan Grant is kind of seen as like a one, like is only known for the one thing. I Maybe Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for the winner, just because that feels like an actual relevant, you know, meaningful creation as opposed to like, I saw dinosaurs or, you know, the, I mean, Doc Brown seems like, I don't know. I invented time travel is pretty big. Yeah. But he's also like, who's he sharing it with? Like a teenager? Like, yeah, it's it, cool. It's not, I listen, I, f- I feel like Wayne I, would be more likely to go out and share it with the world as opposed to Doc Brown's like, I'm going to keep fiddling in my basement and maybe someone else will find out. You're not wrong, but I'm going to ruin this for you now. You know who Wayne shared it with? Whoever invented it in downsizing. Oh, God. Well. <laughs> I ruined it for you, didn't I? Yeah, but you didn't necessarily disprove my argument. I know. But as soon as if I thought anything, of that, I went, that yep. lends credence to my argument that downsizing would exist. Yeah. And uh, and attend a lecture. It's either Doc Brown, because it's just, I love that. Or Alan Grant, because I feel like we go out and, and like meet women afterwards. Yeah, I don't disagree with either. I would maybe say I'd love to see... Um, uh, Godwin Baxter. Wait, is he lecturing or are we just hanging out with him? Because if we're hanging out with him, he's farting out of his mouth, and I don't want that. The lecture. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. If I'm if I'm hanging out, I'm hanging out with with uh, Alan. If I'm listening to someone, I don't know. I want to listen to Doc Brown talk. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, given the success of Barbie, which fake doll or toy based movie would you most want to see? A Raggedy Ann and Andy movie from Celine Song. A Strawberry Shortcake movie from Justine Triette, a Hot Wheels movie from Julia DeCornow, or a Tarot movie from Yorgos Lanthimos. Hot Wheels from Julia. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Them cars be fucking. I don't know what that would be, but no. Yeah. Um, I, I'm on Yorgos for Tarot, which ironically is probably the best answer that we didn't think of for her question from a few weeks ago. Yeah, which is funny because they're making that movie and it's not with the... Uh... I feel like you spoke that into existence because I'd never heard of it before that trailer and like, boy, that looks like a whole lot of nothing. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we'll uh, we'll get back to that other game maybe next week. Um, Let's wrap up with the IMDb game. All right. So you want to go for it? You want to guess first or give me the clues first? Uh, I will guess first. All right. Uh, Oscar Isaac. We just spoke about him. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Okay. This feels doable. No TV. No, no TV. TV. Okay. That is a good. All right. Um, Dune. Oh, sorry. I have to pull up. I have to look at the actual form. Oh. Uh, strike one. Oh, really? Okay. Um, hmm. Because it's always like, it's sometimes inconsistent about like how much of the early career stuff they include. Yes. This is what makes the game fun. Yeah. Um, let me think. Drive? Strike two. Oh, boy. Okay. Your years are 2014, 
2014, 2013, 2017. Okay, so a very specific range here. Yes. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. This may be the first time you would strike out. Yeah, well, he's got a deep bench of work. It's tough to... Okay. Wait, I only really eliminated Moon Knight and scenes from a marriage when I told you no TV. No, I know, but I'm try- I, I'm so bad with years in that way, so it's not as helpful as it should be. Um, sure. Trying to think what would be... What is a most violent year in there? You got one. Okay. Inside Lewin Davis. You got one. Okay. You got two. Halfway there. Okay. Let me think. Can you give me any hints about the second two? The genre. And it's 2014 and 2017. So are they both genre? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that could that could still mean a range of things, but okay. Yep. Doing what I can for you. No, no, that's fair. Um, I'm trying to think of genre stuff he's done. Guessing would be helpful. Not well. I'm trying to remember stuff he's done as well. I'm going off the dome here, and it's light. Um, that's true. Hmm. We're going to need an answer. All right. Triple Frontier. Strike three. Okay. You're going to be annoyed. Ex Machina. Damn it. And uh, The Last Jedi. Oh, I forgot he was in Star Wars. God damn it. I knew that was going to trip you up because it was which Star Wars? Because you were going to overthink it and probably be like, is it Rise of Skywalker? No. Well, I I literally forgot he was in those movies. (laughs) All right. Who's my guy? Or a lady. Uh, so let's start you off with a lady. And let me pull it up before we start. Sydney Sweeney. And TV's on there. No. no, uh, no. Uh, well, don't look her up. I might give her to you. I haven't decided No, I've, I've already picked mine. Uh, so we'll start okay. with Octavia Spencer. TV? Uh, no. All right, good, because I don't know any TV she's been on. Uh, the Help. You got one? Hidden Figures. You got two? Ma. Strike one. Okay. I know I'm wrong, but I'm going to try it loose. Strike two. What are the years? 2013 and 2017. Obvious or, or esoteric? Um, one of them is definitely more obvious than the other. Oh, uh, Shape of Water. Strike three. Really? Uh, the other two are Fruitvale Station. I thought that I thought I was holding I was holding that as the 2013 in my back pocket. What's the other 2017? The Shack. Oh, that's like a Christ <laughs> movie, right? Yeah. That's the same fucking year as like Shape of Water, right? The oh, kind of movie pay, that you... unironically puts Sam Worthington in a lead role in 2017. That is uh, that was cruel. <laughs> As soon as I saw that was in there, it's just like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, no, that's what makes this game great. But it is uh, cruel. All right. Your person is... Dave Batista. Ooh, okay. Uh, Guardians no of the Galaxy. You got one. Yeah. 
Now the question is, are any of the sequels in there? That is a question. Uh, I'll try again. Dune. Strike one. Okay. Blade Runner. Can you be more specific? Blade Runner 2049, the one he was in. You got a second one. <laughs> yeah, but you said the name of a movie. You got it, yeah. yeah. Two. Okay. Uh, do you remember his name in the movie? In Blade Runner? Uh, yes, I do. Sapper Morton. Goddamn, what a stupid name. It's a Blade Runner name. It's par for the course in Blade Runner. Yep. Um, let's Two more. See. Two more. Two more. Guardians 2. You got one. You got one more to go. Two guesses. Two, only one strike. Okay. Okay. I feel good. Hmm. I'll take a punt. Glass Onion? Strike two. All right. What's the year? The year is 2013. 2013. Okay. Interesting. Is it Riddick? You got it. It's Riddick. Yes. That's the only movie I, I know it. of that he was in before Guardians, which I know is 2014, I'm pretty sure. There you go. Not bad. All right. Who's my person? You're up one nothing. All right. So I've, I'm, I'm going to mess with you in a similar way to Oscar Isaac. Uh, next one is Vigo Mortensen. God damn it. Um, Captain Fantastic? Yes. All right. Green Book. Strike one. Thank God. I'm so happy to be wrong. Um, Eastern Promises. Strike two. <laughs> All right. What are the years? 2003, 2002, 2009. What? <laughs> oh, hang on. I know what you're doing. Say the years again. 2003, 2002, 2009. All right, so two Lord of the Rings, but I got to figure out which one. Or one Lord of the Rings and Hidalgo. But I'm not guessing yet. I'm also not sure that Hidalgo is what he made after. It could have been in the middle of it. I'm working this out in my head. I bet you if you asked right. him, he wouldn't be 100% sure. I think that's probably right. Um, well, let's, let's, let's try this. Return of the King. Yes. Okay. So by that token, it's got to be two towers. Yes. Okay. So what's the other one? 2009? Yep. History of violence is too early. Shit after that, I don't know until Captain Fantastic, right? He did have that That's... kind of blank period. Captain Fantastic is like Trump year, Trumpy year, right? It's the like year. in that area? Okay. 2009. Uh, what's your hint? Uh, genre adjacent. <laughs> well known, not well known. I would say relatively known. Better, okay, one last guess. Because I have an idea, but I want to narrow it down. Because I don't know what my other alternatives. Is it better known to like people like us or better known to people who like go to movies just like on the reg for funsies? Uh leaning more people like us but not by that much i would i wouldn't t put too much stock in that okay i've narrowed it down in my head can i tell you the one i'm not guessing sure don't don't tell me but like 
I might, I'm not going to guess a dangerous method because that would have been, I think, much more leaning into us. Okay. Um, is it the road? It is the road. Okay. It w- wouldn't it be like fucking wild was... if dangerous method was there, but history of violence and Eastern promises weren't. I mean, history of violence is already not. I'm glad I didn't waste a vote. Yeah. <laughs> like insane, insane that it's not. It actually worked in my favor. Yeah. That I got a bunch wrong. Well, no, because if Otherwise... you if you've narrowed out those two, then it's like okay, well, it's not going to be that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Your turn. Give you an actress. Zendaya. Okay. No TV. No TV. Good. Okay. Spider-Man Homecoming? Yep. Okay. Dune? Strike one. Ah, interesting. Have you figured out the theme, though? Well, is it Dune? <laughs> it's Dune cast members, yes. Okay. Um... I don't have a theme. I'm sorry. Um, That's fine. Let's see. The question is, are the other two Spider-Mans in there or not? Once again, that is a question. That is a question. Um, I'm going to table that for a moment and try to remind myself what else she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you got to get a couple strikes before I can help out. No, totally. Uh she was not in Chick Chick Chicka. Malcolm and Marie. Norton. Yeah, that's two. Oh, interesting. Um, and no TV, you said. No TV, so yeah. don't don't try to defer back to Euphoria. No, well, I, I'm a little surprised. Also, wild that that's what there. she's most well known for. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what she's got her Emmys for and stuff. I'm I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Um, it's also not the Bulgari uh, commercial that plays at Toronto that everyone goes nuts over that you've heard about on the internet. I don't know that I have, but okay. Oh, yeah, I'll talk to you about it then. All fair. It's a, it's a commercial for the the company, that's like her and Anne Hathaway like gyrating in like, fancy clothes and and like perfume. It's it like you get into like a fugue state at a certain point in TIFF that you're like you're into it. It's directed by like Paolo Sorrentino. Interesting. It's very weird. Um. Right, two more. I'll take a punt. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Strike two. Your years are 2017 and 2021. Okay, well, if there's 2021, then No Way Home? Yep, so you gotta get the 2017. 2017. So that would actually be before Homecoming, wouldn't it? Um, I believe it was... The same year. Same year. Okay. I probably know what this is, but I'm blanking on what she would have done around then. Because she hasn't done that mm-hmm. many movies. Nope. That's what made this one an interesting one, is that there's not a ton of options, but they're basically there. Can you give me any kind of hint? Um, there was a disparity between what critics thought of this and what audiences thought of this. Okay. Hmm. And that one thought it was good, and one did not. Hmm. We've talked about one of the co-stars, and another co-star we um, were very fond of last year. Hmm. 
Oh, 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 wasn't she? Okay. I think this is the right year. Is it The Greatest Showman? There you go. Okay. Boy, yeah, there was a divide there. Yep. <laughs> but not the so divide I think I was expecting. <laughs> yep. You have two I have one. I can tie, and if we tie, we'll do a sudden death. Uh, yes, I have two more. Or do you have any more do you have? Okay, so yeah, so we'll do two more, and we'll see where we're at after that. Okay. Uh, so next up... Oh, got to pull it up. Uh, I'll tie back into your theme... Don't pick one I've already picked. Uh, well, I can't predict that. Uh, Christopher Walken. I did not pick that one, but that is a wild one. Yep. Hang on, I was looking. I was looking at my next pick. So hopefully, you didn't look at a bunch of Dune people. No, I already had that one ready to go. Okay. Because he's got um, an incredibly deep bench. <laughs> exactly. This is uh, gonna be hard. Any hole? Strike one. Ah, I was going for awards. Uh, Deer Hunter, by that token. Yep. Catch me if you can. Yep. All right. But the, I'll, I'll without giving anything away, those are the two easy ones. Okay, that means no Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, true Romance? Strike two. All right, one of my years. 2007 and 2012. Hairspray? Yep. Okay, 2012. Mm-hmm. Give me a hint, because I'm, I'm thinking, like, uh, fucking, what was it, like, stand-up guys or some shit, and I know it can't be. Nobody saw that movie. Uh, he's part of an ensemble. All right, good movie, bad movie? Uh, mixed reception across the board, I would say. I don't especially notable, it. Notable filmmaker or, like, workman-like? Uh, notable filmmaker. Noble filmmaker ensemble. But not I've seen the of, movie. Not one of their more notable movies. I'm sure you have. Okay. I'll say this. Not, a, not the best movie, but I think he's very good in it. Oh, 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 oh. That might have been too much. <laughs> I, th- I think I was going to get there. But is it Seven Psychopaths? It is. Okay. Wild that that's one in there, right? <laughs> That's the fun of this game. The algorithm is insane. All right. The one I was hoping you didn't pick. So you were tied. And this is the last round. So we'll, we'll figure out something to do if we tie. Stellan Skarsgård. Ooh, okay. Okay. Stellan Skarsgård. And there is no television. Goody. Well, I don't even think I know. Oh, well, I know one show he's on, but... Anyway, uh, is he on Andor? <laughs> he's like a scene stealer on Andor. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Gerard Lambeau. Yes, one. That's one. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. That's Strike One. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, why not Dune? Strike Two. 1997, 2013, and 2013. Uh, wait, so two from 2013. Yep. Doubled up on 2013. Uh, this is a man who works a lot. Okay. Thor the Dark World? 
I'm sorry. Oh, no. Okay, well, hold on. Even if I can't win, I want to try and guess some of these other ones. Okay. Deep Blue Sea. It means I get strike five or four. What else would he have done? The original Insomnia? Strike five now. Oh, my gosh. It wouldn't have been Thor <laughs> Keep one. going. If strike six. Okay, I guess give them to me. I thought I was more familiar with this stuff. <laughs> 97 is Amistad. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. 2013 is Nymphomaniac Volume 1. And 2013 is Nymphomaniac Volume 2. You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Yeah, those movies are half of his IMDb known for. That's insanity. Oh, I I love it. And it's insane that he did them between the first two Thors. (laughs) Yeah. And no dragon tattoo. That's kind of a bummer, if anything. There's a lot of like, wait, know that. All right. I'm going for the win. All right. Well, I've got one that I think is going to stump you pretty good. Oh, fuck. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, no. All right. I feel like I have to know how many Fast and Furious are on this. I'll, I'll help it's you. It's got to be. I'll help you out. Two of them are fast movies. Two okay. Two of them are not. So I just have to, like, get to two strikes and figure out years. Um, I don't know that that'll help you as a non-fan of the series, but go ahead. <laughs> true. I'll just have to guess. Um, um, Avatar? Nope. The only, the fucking biggest movie ever made at the time. All right. Um, Widows? Strike two. Okay. okay. Give me the years. <laughs> so the four years. 2015, 2013, 2011, 2003. Wait, give, give them to me off in like chronological? Okay, sorry. 2003, 2011, 2013, 2015. Three. 11, 13, 15? Yep. Okay, so 2003 is not fast. I don't think because the first one was earlier than that I was in I was I was like a freshman in high school yeah unless she's in like the second one but I I don't think the second one will be on any lists also I don't remember her being in the second one all right I'm just gonna go from early I think I can figure out the early one um What's your what? Give me a hint for the early one, because I gave you like nine strikes. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was never gonna get that one. Well, we're gonna walk me through this one. Okay, a little um, bit. Because I have two in my head, and I need I need you to lead me in one direction. Okay. Um, of the non-Fast and Furious ones, uh, one is much more grounded in reality than the other one is. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking of 2003 right now. Can you tell me the like genre? Not without giving it away. Okay. So my my because I the way I want to figure this out is there anything supernatural in this one? No. Okay, I think I can get it. Would you consider this the hard one? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> okay, then I'm gonna be less impressed. Uh, is it SWAT? Yes. Okay. 
because my other one was Resident Evil. Which but I, I was like, I needed to know. I'm a little surprised that one's not here. <laughs> okay, so I got the early Michelle Rodriguez out of the way. Yeah. Because I, I, I almost said Girl Fight immediately, but I was like, that's a good movie, and IMDb doesn't always do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, You'll also 11... notice the absence of Dungeons & Dragons here. I, I That's why I needed the years. I was like, all right, so 11, 13, 15? Yep. But only two okay. are fast movies. All right. All right. Let me, let me, the problem is also I don't really know the names of them. If I just say the number with I'll, like I'll, some I'll version accept, of Fast and or Furious. I'll accept the number. That's fine. All right. Um, I think I can figure out the, let me go through it in my, I'm not guessing. I'm saying names now for a second. Fast and your Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, right? Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious, Fast Five. I six or seven is Furious. Mm-hmm. Eight is oh Fate of the Furious. Mm-hmm. F nine. Mm-hmm. And Fast X, right? So I'm missing six or seven. One of them is Furious. Which one's Furious? Furious 7. Okay, so what is 6? Fast Fa- 6? It's Fast and Furious 6, inexplicably. Oh my god, they're <laughs> insane. Also, you oh, forgot F9 colon The Fast Saga, the only one in the series to have that subtitle. I didn't forget. Um, <laughs> fuck it, Furious 7. Yes. Okay. 11 and 13. And only one of them is... A Fast and Furious movie. Correct. What the fuck else could it be? Um, are they all like action centric? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Does any of these have like some? Okay. This is the stupidest clue I'm asking for because I was about to say, is there anything unrealistic in these? You know what I mean? If we consider the Fast and Furious movies realistic, in that there's. No goblins or whatever. How generous of you. The the non-fast yes. one is not realistic by that metric. I think I know it. And it's a movie I saw and I feel like no one saw. And watch, after we decide if I'm right, I'm going to find out it was a hit. Um, is it Battle LA? It is. I'm impressed. And actually... That had a great trailer. I've seen it as well and it's... I don't know if I'd say it's good, but it's not as bad as its reputation. It's not a great movie. That trailer was amazing, though. Yeah. It's... With the, like, was it a Jonesy song or something? It's a solid, like, mindless action movie. All right. But that said, I had completely forgotten that she was in it. Yeah. I, I remember... I rem- it was It's her and Aaron Eckhart, right? Are the two yeah. big names? And, like, there, is there a kid maybe they have to save at one point? Sure. I don't know. Now I can look it up. Hang on. Um, Bridget Moynihan? Michael Pena? Oh, Pena makes sense. <laughs> he was in that kind of I don't remember him. Yeah. He's one of the soldiers, I'm sure. How did this movie make $212 million? <laughs> oh, Pretty worldwide. Worldwide. Okay. For a movie that nobody remembers. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. That tracks. Um... Oh, okay. It made thirty-five million 
Yeah, Wait. that feels more accurate. It made $35 million on opening weekend? Oh, wow. Well, all right then. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, it, it beat Red Riding Hood and Mars Needs Moms. Well, there you go. <laughs> $83 million total. Oh, wait. So the last one's a, a fucking fast movie. Yeah. And it's not... I did seven. It's five or six. Oh, no. How fast they crank these out. Uh, six. We'll try six. You got it. Woo! I win. That was a... I was impressed that you clutched that one out. I thought I gave you a real... Well, I, I, <laughs> I needed more hints, but... You just kind of have to, like, walk through that one. Yeah. All right, so I won. Let's wrap up because our, our last thing is sort of a half, a half like, contest thing anyway. Well, chat thing. All right, say we can be followed and pitch me three directors for Jurassic 7? I guess it's, this would be 7, sure. Jurassic 1 the third time, basically. Oh, God, I hate everything. Uh, you can find me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M Y L E S on Film. I'm also on Instagram at Marvelous Miles. Uh, stay tuned for updates about my new film project as soon as I find a consistent way to edit it. Um, Is there any truth to the rumor that you're not willing to sell it to Warner Brothers? Uh, I mean, I haven't made any comments to that effect, but I probably wouldn't sell it to them at this point. No, you would. You take the money. Uh, you'd have to it would change your world i mean i don't know when you see the movie you'll know that they wouldn't offer me that much money for it that's no no i'm i'm saying but let's say they offered you a million bucks i mean if they offer me a million bucks to like buy it and shelve it for some bizarre reason then i guess i have to accept that but i wouldn't be happy about it million dollars but you also have to publicly praise david zaslov well no that's a bridge too far Okay, well, we know your price now. It's over a million dollars. Yeah. I want you to know, um, David Zaslow will be the third host of this podcast for a million dollars. Well, no, he'd be the second because I'd resign. I'd give you 10 grand. Okay, well, we'll see. There you go. <laughs> Pretend, you're like, I have my price to just listen to him and ignore him. Yeah. I have, I have a mute like, that works. Yeah, you could just be like, listen, I like Barbie. I like the decisions you don't seem to be involved in. Yeah. Make more of those. Yeah. Make Actually, decisions. you know what? I'm just going to tell you, there would be an opportunity because we could just harangue him and like maybe be like, no, stop doing that. Yeah. Well, he's not listening in a world to where us, he's certainly. Yeah. In a world where he's choosing to participate in this with us, we have a shot. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's your directors? In in a world where we all had oranges for heads, we'd all have a lot more citrus. Um <laughs> I mean, to be clear, I am very done with the Jurassic franchise and don't care what this movie looks like, but... Yeah, but but Universal's brought you on as an advisor. Okay, so what's an interesting version? Um... Don't say the person I see, the team I suggested earlier. I'm using that one. Okay, well, Yorgos Lanthimos, make a weird pervy dinosaur movie. Well, life would find a way. Life would find a way, and we would see it in explicit detail. I was about to say, life would find a way into butt. Um, that'd be interesting. Also, Emma Stone would be in it. Yeah. As Alan and Ellie's daughter or something stupid like that. True. But then she, like, I don't know. I feel like the dinosaurs would be interested in her in a way we don't want. Yeah. Well, but Emma Stone would sign up for it. 
Yeah, no, I'd watch it. Yep. All um, right. V- go go slightly more realistic as you continue on, because I want to have at least one like could work that could actually happen. Yeah, that's a good one. But like, that's like, oh, Spielberg can come back. Um. I mean, to go in the opposite end of the taste spectrum. Um, ooh, actually, you know what? How about like a John Woo? Interesting. Slow-mo. And like doves flying around the T-Rex. A lot more gunplay. Maybe he would do the version oh. where they're like gun-toting dinosaurs or I was about whatever. to say, the raptors, the raptors get guns in that one, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe he's doing that. That's... I mean, raptors, still, raptors with pistols. It's still nothing, to be clear. But wh- Yeah, but you would watch that. If you, if you knew the raptors had handguns, you'd watch it. No, because I heard that pitch over a decade ago, and I thought it was stupid then. All um, right. Well, give me one more. Robert Rodriguez. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, you can find me at Joey Maggotson, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that crap. Awards Raiders on that stuff. All right. I'll give you three. I'll start with my never going to happen, but I'll kind of think you'd watch it. Neville Dean and Taylor. Yeah. You'd have to know what they were up to there. I'd find out everything I need to know from the trailer. That's true. You'd know you'd know quickly if that was for you or not. Yeah. Um, I'll go on the opposite end of the spectrum. Catherine Bigelow. Oh, that could be something. It's, I mean, it's, it's in that wishful thinking they'd never do it realm, but... True, but, like, she's, like, maybe in director jail right now, it feels like. Yeah, which is fucking weird, because she's got an Oscar. Yeah, and, like, Detroit didn't make money, but, like, I thought it was good. And um, she had, like, I think a Netflix thing or two that fell through. And, like, Triple Frontier was supposed to be her at one point with Mark Ball. Yeah, which um, would have been good. Or would have Yeah, been I think Triple Frontier was maybe. fine still. Yeah, it was a dad movie instead. Yeah. Which makes me almost like, should I just pick J.C. Chandor as the third one? <laughs> but Well, that feels plausible, we'll... unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he was attached and... to one of the Spum movies at one point. Yeah, well, he did, um, didn't he just do Craven? Oh, he's done one of the Spum movies. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one more that could be, I guess, I guess, Catherine Bigelow is almost in the realm of, of realism. I mean, that's a depressing realism if she has to do the we decided a release date before a plot version of it. But listen, if they're hiring me to figure this out, right, you go with who's available. It's like in sports, right? Under underutilized asset, right? I, oh, I can have a star on the cheap because there's a reason. Go get the star. Um, and then I know everyone expects me to say Kevin Smith, but no, it's also not his like kind of franchise. Even, um, even you what, wouldn't think he would do a good version of that. I don't think he'd be interested is the thing. Like, I, I think the key the key that you forget in these things is director's got to be interested because it can be a boring job, or especially like a CGI. to back pay their taxes. <laughs> well, yeah, there that does happen sometimes. All right. So in that case, John McTiernan. Now, um, actually, no, he's in jail for the wiretapping. Yeah. Uh, what about Lee Wanell? I mean, interesting enough to make me watch it? Probably not, but more interesting than your David Leach, for sure. Sure. I mean, you you at least will... It goes back to what you just said with, like, show me the trailer. 
Yeah. Like, cause, wait, wait, were you that interested in The Invisible Man until you saw the trailer and went, oh. No, totally. But off the strength yeah. of that, I'm now very interested in his take on The Wolfman. Yeah, which, like, uh, well, now it's Christopher Abbott, which I'd be more excited about if it wasn't originally Gosling. I Truthfully, for what this is, I think Abbott's a better fit. He might be. I just want to see Gosling as the Wolfman. But also, like, I, I, I don't know. I think I, he... That, that always struck me as one of those things that, like, this never gets to film. I think it rightly moved off after Barbie when he's like, wait, the world is my oyster again? Not that it ever really wasn't, but, like, maybe I don't have to stick with the stuff I was, like, happy doing right now. I can do pie in the sky for a minute. Yeah. Or, or maybe he's, he's also really just, like... been a guy to, like... He, he's always kind of, like done what he wants to do and it either works out or doesn't sure but i could see i could see him being like i can i can i don't have to work next month like you know? for, if anything I can, like the fall guy feels more like him doing a for hire gig than like what he would normally be doing i think the fall guy is 100 percent. he likes comedy and he well, probably and it, really would i'm sure it was one of those he, things where leech or whoever is a big fan of like the nice guys and probably what he did in barbie and was just like yeah what if we gave you a comedy role and didn't say no to any of your ideas yeah which like i bet you i know he's like the joke is he doesn't do sequels which is the funny part is like oh there'll be a, a ken movie he's like i don't think there's gonna be a ken movie no. um but like he uh he would have done a nice guy sequel i know they were they were they oh, had yeah. plans that, if it worked out. That would out. be one that I think he would have said yes to. But He would have played that character. I don't know, remember the name of the character, but he would have played him every five years for the next 20 years if he could. Yeah, that would be his uh, Benoit Blanc. Yeah, he would expect whenever you want, call me, I'm ready. Also, I'm immortal, so it works out. Oh, what a great line. I think I might be immortal. <laughs> it's also that he says immortal. It's such a choice. Um, oh, I love that movie. All right, I can I can work with that. All right, next week we'll. I mean, I can talk about Dune. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Miles, what are you seeing? Anything besides potentially Sting? Uh, that's the only one on the docket for now. Yeah, okay. I'm next sure trip else to the theaters up. will probably be Dune. Um, I think I'm. I don't know. I I was gonna try and catch up Zone of Interest, but I don't know, man. I every time I think about it, I'm just like. It, it feels like feeling? homework. <laughs> it's a little bit of homework, but I think there'll be an interesting discussion. I guess I guess I should probably pitch you on seeing it. I've never really like pitched you on seeing it. The one thing I'll say you might like is the directorial choices and the decisions on camera placement you might find very interesting. I might, but so I, I, gotta, I don't feel like I'll find them less interesting if I wait for it to stream. Also possibly true. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. Um yeah, we'll talk about stuff. Well, I think we're going to we shouldn't do the IMDb game every week just because then we turn into the, uh, the set Oscar buzz. And like, I love that podcast, but I don't really want to actively steal from them, but I am enjoying it. So <laughs> we'll continue. I think when we don't have Steve, we should do it because I think Steve will get frustrated playing it. Yeah, I think he'll be like, I'm too tired. I don't know. Um, so depending on if Steve is well, around, I mean, he was in fairness. Big... I forgot that Oscar Isaac was in Star Wars, so I'm not that far off from that point. Yeah, but there's comedy in that. All right. So, yeah, Steve was busy uh, this week. He'll potentially be back next week. Um, and so will we. Um, not potentially. For sure. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, I guess if Miles goes to the zone of interest, you'll see him at the movies. And in general, you can see us at the movies. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. 
be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.